This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, before we get the show started, Horse Radio Network for the first time has a wide selection of Horse Radio Network merchandise available for the holidays. Hats, saddle pads, masks, clothing, mugs, and so much more, either screen printed or embroidered. Get your orders in now for you or your HRN listening friends. Visit horseradionetwork.com and click on the banner on the homepage today. Happy holidays, everybody. Well, good morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for November 25th, episode 2567. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. It's brought to you today by State Line Tack. Happy Thanksgiving, Horsey World. Hey, Santa, what's shaking, man? By the way, congratulate me this Christmas. I'm going for it. No antidepressants. Somebody ought to teach that little humbug some Christmas spirit. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. It's fitting you should play this, Glenn. Why? I thought you were going to yell at me for playing before Thanksgiving. No, it's, it's, uh, it's holidays, and I have a confession to make. What's that? This is against every fiber of my being, but it was super rainy yesterday. It was kind of cold. It was just terrible, drizzly, terrible weather. And my husband is home from you an airline trip. You put up the trip. tree before Thanksgiving. <sighs> we put up the tree. <laughs> God, you guys don't know how big a deal this is. For 10 years, I've been fighting around this. <laughs> It's just a tree. It just went up, but it was just such a perfect day to do it because it was ter- terrible weather. And we were all home, and my kid is seven, and he like desperately and wants the tree up. And it's twenty twenty, and it's twenty twenty. So all rules go out the window. But yep. officially, there is a Christmas tree up in the house. And did you guys do and, a you know, fake one? Yes, because yeah. I am massively allergic to oh, that's Christmas right. trees. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. I do get a candle that's like a winter kind Christmas of like scented. Yeah. scented like I have a peppermint one and then I have a pine tree one. So it like, smells like somebody's new car, you know. I got the uh, Better Homes and Gardens strawberry mimosa one. It's the best candle smell I've ever seen. That is not Christmassy at <laughs> it's, all. It's good, though. It smells wonderful. <laughs> Makes you want to drink. Hey, You're I, such a girl. Oh, my <laughs> I God. I love girly <laughs> drinks. Uh, I got good news for you. So uh, yesterday, first day in six weeks without pain pills. First day in six weeks without pain are pills. Are you getting a shake? So you, are you, are you, you know, starting to like I had a headache last health? night. So that probably was, yeah, you did. It was probably from that. But uh, yeah, so it was uh, nice. And I can eat again, which is nice. So I see the light at the end of this very long, long tunnel <laughs> that I've been in. I'm proud of you. You know what? I'm on the road to recovery, too. I have my MRI scheduled for tonight at 7.30 p.m., the night before Thanksgiving. That seems weird. I don't know if I'm going to a dark alley. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's going to happen? Yeah. 
Yes, Miss Jennings, please. <laughs> have a Come seat. Get this on address. This. I know it doesn't look like an MRI, but have a seat anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Did you remove all your medals? Yeah. Okay, now we're ready to go. <laughs> so we're both on the road to recovery. Good yeah. job, Glenn. Way hey, to go. I got Proud because it's uh, Health Wednesday and we don't have a health report because I. Stay before the next you just gave us a health report. No, I'm going to gross you out because I, oh, I also got the report on my gallbladder. They did they did testing. I'm happy to report no cancer, but it had some kind of disease. So yes, it needed to come out. So it's it, it basically if I hadn't had it out now, I was going to have it out soon. So well, heck, I'm glad they didn't do the report and they're like, you know what, you nothing was wrong. Really it's perfectly healthy. <laughs> you yeah. really need that. We got to put it back in. <laughs> So yeah, it was it was probably the thing causing all the trouble is what it came down to. All right, time to start eating actual fresh vegetables, Glenn. Yeah, I I have to wait a little on lettuce. Uh, we're, we're that's not a vegetable. Lettuce is vegetable. Iceberg lettuce does not count. <laughs> that is not a vegetable. Maybe if I'm I mix sorry. it with some aspic or gelatin, like from what Monday show. And yeah, maybe. you know what? We can swirl some peas and carrots oh. together and put Did, it in some jello. I, I wish I could remember her name. Did you see that there's an actual YouTube lady who makes all these recipes dressed in 50s outfits? Actually, it's a show on Amazon, Glenn, and I've been through the first four episodes. Oh, I did too. <laughs> we, we started watching it last night. Oh, my God. I actually gagged. I know. I did she too. was eating the salmon. <laughs> and she keeps eating it. I know. Why she kept she eating everything. Jennifer it? said the same thing. Why is she still eating it? <laughs> oh, God. It's so gross. I like that she it then means... does a modern equivalent that's actually palatable. You know? And, <laughs> and everything that she's made in that was from the post that I yes. shared on Monday. Did she do the banana thing or not? The first episode was bananas wrapped in ham cooked with hollandaise sauce on them. Well, I have a special treat for you guys today because we're not going to do a health report. Instead, I have pulled up a couple of uh, a couple of comedy bits involving Thanksgiving and they especially apply to Jamie. So, okay. we're going to do that today. Also, Auditor Sherry stops by to tell us about her COVID weanling. So she got a COVID weanling. We have some oh my God, news. this is baby so cute. It and what so a great, I can't wait to hear the story. It is so cute. And uh, Jamie has some weird news and it's the day before the holidays. So we're just going to have a little fun today. And it seems I have like so Friday, many so. weird news stories, Glenn, coming up that it's kind of shocking because um, I, I, just, I, I could not put these in. I, of course, I had to get the Florida man in there. And there's one of, regarding a horse. All right, let's get started. I'm going to do really well on three of these names. Uh, happy birthday to Auditor Kelly Harmon, Lula Gori, and our friend Scary, who doesn't even need a last name because if your name's Scary, it can be one name. Uh, <laughs> and then there's Becky. You care to try that one? Hold on. I'm not on that page. Um, Becky Duos Borgzas. 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 Borgazos. Becky, you also have one name. Happy birthday, Becky. <laughs> <laughs> Becky and Scary and Lou and Kelly. <laughs> That's right. Sorry, Becky. I'm I couldn't help. I usually help. All right, my daily Winnie is gonna go. Okay, so 
bless her little heart, Abby decided that she needed to get a job. Okay. So Abby is now working at a local pub here in Norman. In Oklahoma. She's working. Yes. She she got a job at at a pub, um, like the coolest Irish pub in the entire city she got a job at. I mean, she was working at the place, right? So Chad and I decided to go in and visit with her last night, but she was still in training. But, you know, like we ordered two beers and like tipped her 10 bucks, right? On two beers. And I was feeling kind of good about myself until this morning when I'm searching for news. And we are going to head to um, Ohio, a jazz and blues club. Brendan Ring, the owner of Nighttown in Cleveland Heights, said a customer came in during brunch on Sunday. And that was the last day business was due to be closed for a second time because of the pandemic. Said customer comes in, sits down, and orders a single beer. Stella Artois. The man handed his bill to the owner and told him to split the tip among the waitstaff. What was the tip for a beer? That was a $5 beer. $3,000. This guy. He got a bonus. I, <laughs> I felt good tipping Abby $10. I got to get my stuff together. My God. He wrote uh, yeah, $7 bar tab and it was $3,007 is what he wrote on it. And he said, split it among your staff. Bye. Hmm. Isn't that awesome? That's anyway, awesome. The man is an. an I'm more happy when somebody does the you know buys buys your uh, Starbucks in line in front of you. Oh, that actually irritates me because <laughs> you feel obligated to buy the next guys. Because you have to buy. And the his next bill guys. was twenty five dollars. Never <laughs> come out. Like, can I get one coffee, just a latte, like small, you know, nothing fancy? Oh, the person in front of you paid for it. Oh. All right, I'll get the guy behind you. That'll be forty-seven dollars. Yeah, he bought for the whole food. office. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I always get screwed. I hate it when they do that. The one in California always has that, and I'm like, that's really nice. Y'all are jerks. Well, she is going to make a lot of money as a waitress. She's delightful, so she's going to do just fine. Yeah. Oh, Abby. Yeah. Yeah. She'll yeah, be- yeah. Yeah. She'll do fine. And she probably hits her head in the ceiling. I picture most Irish pubs as being low ceilings. So she... <laughs> this one's a big sports bar, so okay. she's not going to hit her head. Okay. All the Irish pubs we were in over in England and uh, Scotland were pretty low ceilings. I schedule a couple of th- quick things, and we'll get to our first guest. Uh, we're off tomorrow. No show tomorrow. Uh, for, for the, but in case you don't know, it's Thanksgiving here in the United States. And then Friday, uh, we're having a special. We're going to be here for the first time in years, and we're going to have a holiday shopping episode. We have a bunch of guests coming up. We're going to pick out some things ourselves, just have some fun talking about holiday shopping. I might have a s- couple of lists for you and maybe some expensive horse things that you can buy. Also, tomorrow night at 8 o'clock, Thursday night at 8 o'clock, Thanksgiving Day, Eastern Time, we're having an Auditor Zoom Thanksgiving. I will post a link uh, tomorrow in the Auditor Room. A lot of auditors are alone this year because families aren't getting together, not traveling like they used to, and we thought it'd be nice to all get together. So far, about 100 people have 
responded, so I don't know how we're going to control that. Uh, but we're going to have an auditor Zoom Thanksgiving. Bring your drinks, bring your snacks, and uh, we'll all sit around and just have some fun. Joy, your co-host on Retired Racehorse Radio is co-hosting it with me. All right. She's going to be alone, too, so we thought we'd do that. We're not going anywhere either, uh, although I might be able to actually eat something tomorrow. Uh, also, the, they're doing another draw for the Secret Santa in the auditor room, and because so many people signed up after the last draw, uh, it's tonight. So you have to sign up today on Wednesday. You can't do it after today because you won't be included. So if you want to be part of that, there's a post on in the auditor room on Facebook. Go check that out. Uh, and let's go to our first guest. Gosh, COVID ponies rule the world. And I say that because we are going to hear from Sherry Olson, who just got her own COVID pony. She's an auditor. Sherry, good morning. Where in the heck are you? Good morning, Jamie. I'm in Fort Collins, Colorado right now because that's where I work, but I live in Longmont, Colorado. Oh, that's a pretty place to live. Oh, my God. It's nice. Yeah, I bet it's pretty cold. So she's like, it's I'm 23 not sure. degrees right now. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. It's beautiful. It's three or four months out of the year. Um, so anyway, Sherry, oh my gosh, you got a baby. Tell us what, what did you do? Uh, exactly. <laughs> That's what I keep saying. What did I do? <laughs> we need to name this segment, yeah. Glenn. What did you do? Oh, that's a good, that's a good, Sherry. Yeah. What did you do? <laughs> uh, uh, honestly, and it's it's kind of a blur how this happened, but how far back do you want me to start? <laughs> um, well, uh, somehow a, a weanling just showed up at your door, so maybe start with um, I don't know, where did you where did you see this little bundle of joy? Okay, so about a year and a half ago, I finally figured out a way I could have a horse again. I haven't had a horse for like 25, well, no, 35 years. Um, And that time I had just gotten engaged, was living with my fiance. And while he was at work one day, I drove to Billings, Montana. I was living in Wyoming at the time and bought a off the track (laughs) and then came home and said, Hey, you know, that old, horse trailer that your parents had you need to drive to Billings and pick up a horse that I just bought oh my gosh so then we moved to Colorado and I had to sell that horse um and I haven't had one since and like I said that was about 35 years ago and I sort of had a dream in retirement of a little farm with goats and you know a horse and my husband finally convinced me that's not how he wanted to spend his retirement Um, and then it just, I had a thought that, wait, people board horses. We don't have to have a farm. I can still get a horse. So I started looking and, um, I actually went to a stable, talked to the trainer owner there and we had a plan. The plan was she was going to give me lessons. She was going to help me find the like appropriate horse for me after (laughs) she assessment <laughs> right i'm seeing where this is going considering you're supposed to find the appropriate horse and i'm looking at a picture of a weanling so carry on this should be good so so and that was like going into the winter and she's like you know contact me in 
the spring will start lessons. So sometime between that, I started shopping online <laughs> and decided how wonder much where fun she learned that to... from. I uh, would never no idea do that. who she learned that from. <laughs> Sherry, it is very dangerous to buy unseen horses online, especially at an auction type. Yeah, situation. who would do that? Nobody. That would, would be that. Uh, yeah, I know. Ridiculous. I know who would do that. Well, she she was not only unseen; she was also unborn. Oh God! So <laughs> <I hadn't... laughs> it's hard to see them when they're not even popped yet. <laughs> yep. So I. Okay, also, when I had talked to the trainer, I'm like, I want a smallish horse. You know, something I can throw my arm over, something, you know, I can just hop on, bareback. So I started looking at halflingers, thinking, nice horse. Um, And then somehow I saw a gypsy vanner online, and I'm like, nope, I want that. (laughs) So I just started contacting a few gypsy breeders around the country, and um, found one in Minnesota, Blackshire Equestrian. I highly recommend them. Um, but they have one gypsy stallion and they breed or, or breed him to, um, mostly Frisian sport horses. Anyway. <laughs> okay. He's not so, going to be a little horse. <laughs> no. So you've got it. So it's half gypsy and then probably quarter Frisian, quarter Sport horse, thoroughbred. thoroughbred. Okay, thoroughbred. So and um, yeah. Do you a like Frisian? grooming? By the way, do you Thur- like I grooming? Know, right. <laughs> oh, oh my like- god, she already has so much made. It is so thick. <laughs> oh yeah, you're in trouble. So you, you you decide to buy basically an embryo is what it is. I have a friend that sells horses in utero too. So it's not like a crazy thing that that you you're like the first one to do it. However, it is interesting to know that like you bought you basically had this pregnant mare and you're like, "Yes, I choose that baby." But what what I, I girl or I boy actually had I actually had a, a in-depth discussion with the breeder. She she had several mares that were in full to this stallion, and we kind of narrowed it down to this one will be smaller. This one has a really great personality. Um, so she was my first choice, and then there were kind of two in the wings if there was anything about this baby that I didn't like. But even at that point, I'm like, I would feel like a horrible person for turning down (laughs) a baby for any reason. So, so yeah, when, when she was born, like was almost as exciting as the days that my two daughters were born. (laughs) Oh, tell us how that looked like. So actually I've been kind of texting or Facebook messaging the breeder on a pretty regular basis when it was getting close to her due date. And, I had messaged her early that morning and she got right back to me and she said, perfect timing. She's on the ground, but the mare surprised us and gave birth out in the pasture. So we haven't been able to get close enough to even see if it's a boy or a girl. Um, but she is wildly colored. So I had like two hours to imagine in my head what wildly colored meant. Pink, purple, and, green. <laughs> yeah. Unicorn. <laughs> Unicorn. <laughs> and then she finally sent me a picture and it was, it was amazing. 
So were you looking for a mare or a, a girl or a boy? Did it matter? Did you have a preference? So going into it, I told myself, you know what? I just want the surprise. I just want... And then as it got closer, I'm like, I kind of want a colt. I kind of want a colt. I kind of <laughs> want a boy. And and so I have to admit, there was a day or two where I'm like, do I want to wait and see if another... And then I'm like, no. She's vulnerable oh. and she's mine. <laughs> gotcha. And so you no, actually I'm, wavered a little bit to see if the other two, one of them would pop out a cult. Yeah. Um, I, I like the one of, And one of, one of them already had and... I'm like, nope, I'm waiting for, waiting for Nala to give birth. And, and then, and, and after hearing actually the, um, gelding stories since then, I'm so glad I don't have to face that. (laughs) (laughs) What is her name? Her name is Minka the Bold. (laughs) Minka the Bold. Um, again, I went to the internet. I started Googling Frisian names. Because somehow I thought the Irish gypsy names were too obvious. Um, and I found Minka. It was like one of the Frisian names that wasn't like Brunhilde or something <laughs> awful. <laughs> and when, and so the thoroughbred side of the Frisian thoroughbred cross, I was looking at her pedigree and she had bold ruler back in. I don't know how many generations ago. And so she's Minka the Bold. I love it. I love it. Minka <laughs> the Bold with Bold Ruler in and, there. It's fantastic. And the paint people love color. And the babies are worth more if they throw some cool color. This 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 weanling has some really cool color. You got she lucky on some, the color. Yeah, yeah, she has some really interesting patterns that I had never even seen because it's like on the front of her neck. And there are just some cool spots and <laughs> things, but yeah. So technically, I believe she'd be called a piebald Tobiano. How about that? But her stripe down her face is really unique. Kind of goes off to the side. She's lovely. Congratulations, Sherry. So well, um, how does the husband feel about yeah, this? Yeah, how, how's that going? And the trainer. Yeah. <laughs> She's got to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oh yeah, that's when I went back for my to start lessons. I'm like, okay, so things have changed, <laughs> 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 and um, she she was cool. We still did riding lessons, and now we're going to be doing some training lessons. But um, I think everybody at the barn is pretty much in love with her now. So you know, she's she's in isolation right now for a couple weeks, and then she's going to be out with the herd and. Now, usually I would suggest for a weanling, when you purchased your dually halter to get a green one, because that is a typical like six month old baby dually halter. I'm going to go ahead and say you probably need to up that a size. Or yeah. Two. Yeah. This head looks bigger <laughs> than scooters. I mean, it was like, big um, yeah, I actually did buy a yearling rope halter for her just to have something when she got here, and it did not fit her. <laughs> no, you <laughs> no. need to get probably, you're going to have the red dually Calm for a couple it. months, but now you're need to just going to go ahead and buy the black one. That's going to, that's what you're going to need. Okay. 
in like a minute. Wow. And yeah. then eventually the blue one. <laughs> you're going to have a collection of Dooley halters. <laughs> you can sell them after you're done. <laughs> I, I will tell everybody, I will post uh, the picture of your new baby on our show notes Aww, page. So they can, it'll be the show notes picture for today. So if you want to go look at this cutie, then uh, you can you can go there to take a look at it. And we'll post it over on our Facebook page too. Congratulations, Sherry, Mama. Congrats. Way to go. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling. Right, You're actually braver than me. She actually bought one that wasn't even born, born yet. yet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that is legit. <laughs> That's awesome. Thanks, girl. We'll talk to you Thanks, soon. Sherry. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye. 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 Well, that's so cool. I think that's the first weanling we've had this year, right? Um, I don't know. I don't know. These, I can't keep up with all the people that have bought COVID ponies. I know, there's been a whole lot, or COVID trailers or COVID anything. You know, it's been a lot of COVID things. Farms. We've had COVID farms on the show this year. Yeah. Yeah, It's been crazy. By the way, I would like to update you. My COVID yearling is like the most amazing thing in the world, and I love him so much. Yeah, which one is I'm so confused. Which one is it now? I bought the Andalusian. Oh, that's right. (laughs) A yearling Andalusian colt. It got cut. Now, so the cut part's over. Is is it becoming more of a gelding or still a stallion? Oh, he's so much better now. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it took six, about six weeks, about a month for them to kind of like come down. And apparently they can still have behaviors for six months. So. We're about three months in now, and and he's really calmed down a lot. And Are you he's working with really, him at all? Yeah, 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 all the time. Lead him around, and um, they both he and Stanley have loaded into the trailer a couple times. It's he was pretty nervous about because he's been in a trailer twice, and both have been like cross country. Because this is supposed yeah, was, to be your keeper horse, right? Yes. I mean, when am I going to get an Andalus? I got it. Is Glenn? It's like he was free. free okay. That's right. I got him on the internet horse auction. There were terrible pictures of him. They did a terrible job with the video and he came and he's amazing. And I love him so much. So, but yeah, he and Stanley who are the, my Oldenburg yearling that was born here, they're best friends. And so they're going to be best friends. Well, for they have the European thing going. They're best buddies. Yeah, you yeah. know, we're most fancy. <laughs> uh, it's funny, though, if you walk through the, my barn, I love, I love, love, love this because I'm like, oh, here's my Andalusian and here's my Oldenburg and <laughs> here's my thoroughbred and here's my Mustang and here's my mutt. Like, Duke <laughs> is a grade. So I just love that. I have like, I represent, you know, every color of your the rainbow opportunity. in my barn. That's right. you're, you're not prejudiced in any way. I sound super fancy until it like rolls down the hill very quickly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you get to Zeus, who's breaking into things as you're talking. Yeah, uh, I've right. got a Mustang and I've got a green. Zeus is your your thug. He's like the thug of the place. Chad was asking me last night. He's like, "What are we gonna do?" And I was like, "What do you mean? What are we gonna do? What does that mean? What are we gonna do?" <laughs> he's yeah, really he got sick out of, sick over of the Zeus, weekend. isn't he? He's really yeah, sick he, of Zeus. He got out over the weekend and now he's taught Miles and Stanley how to open their doors. Thank God I have those bottom snaps. So, and then I come in and it's freezing as cold yesterday. I've got the horses in, the rain is on. He's turned everybody's fans on. <laughs> With the, he can reach out and flip the switch and, and it's like an ice box in the bar because everybody's fan is he on. He's like, worse than out. a toddler. He is just worse than a toddler. <laughs> But he's great. I love him so much. Anyway, so that's what's happening. I highly recommend buying. Uh, There was this story just for new listeners to remind you that Internet Horse Auction, that's a thing. 
That's where I bought this baby from. I got super lucky. You really have to do your research. And I did the research on another one. And this last auction drank too much and got into a bidding war <laughs> and got competitive, came on the show the next morning and begged somebody to outbid me, which I did get outbid. But I'm telling you what, it's not like eBay. It's like a live animal <laughs> at the end. And it was in North Carolina. It was going to cost more to ship it here than actually the horse costs. So <sighs> I do recommend being not drinking cold. first before you get do not yeah. drink. That's and probably a good idea. Maybe not tomorrow night after eating and drinking all day and, and being with your family. Maybe not a good time to uh, to shop. No, no, no. Thank God. They don't have any more internet auctions. I think of the sport horse ones until January. Okay, so good. No, you're good. <laughs> you know what you can buy though? You can head over to statelinetac.com because guess what Friday is? It's Black Friday. They've already started on the oh, sales wow. over there. Weather beta blankets at 20% off right near right now. They have a uh, state line tack 4H gear there. They have a big boot sale going on. If you need some Western boots, they have Justin and Tony Lama and more on sale right now. And Lord knows what they're going to have on Friday. So I am just here to remind you that you need to head over there. On, well, go over there today because it's probably going to change before Friday. Get what you need today and then head back there first thing Friday morning. And, you know, I think we're going to see some delays in shipping from some of the uh, retailers this year. I, you know, they do have a disclaimer up there about that. But I do think we're going to see some delays in shipping because of COVID and slow shipping. Uh, but anyway, uh, they also have some kids stuff. They have a whole section of kids stuff. I went on there today because, you know, you still have to get the kiddos some stuff. And they have two entire Yeah, pages. you do have to get your yeah. kids stuff for yeah, Christmas, you have to not kids just stuff. the horses. Yeah. <laughs> so they do have two pages of kids stuff on there right now. So check that out as well as including the cutest little vest and chap sets you're ever going to see for your toddlers. Uh, so, uh, and they cost almost as much as full size chaps for humans I, or for adults. I noticed <laughs> for, humans. <laughs> for humans. God, you are not a parent. <laughs> I am not a parent. <laughs> uh, so, statelinetech.com, check it out today. Hey, a couple of news stories before we get to something fun I have planned for you, and. Uh, these are news stories kind of relate to what we talked about on Monday. You know, Monday we talked about the FEI said that dressage riders now have to wear helmets all the time, period. Yeah. No top hats oh, anymore. Is... Well, they had another ruling here, too. It's and they... cool. This is awesome. I'm so excited about this one. Well, I, I want to you... ask you about it, okay? I have a question. I... All right. So the FEI outlawed trimming whiskers of competitions from 2021 on. So if you're at a competition, no more trimming whiskers. <laughs> Hunters are going to die. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> so you know, and a couple of the countries, Germany and a couple other countries, had already outlawed it. Uh, so where did this start? I mean, why? It's just to make them look pretty. Why did it start in the first place? What, trimming whiskers? Yeah, the whole trimming. Where, do you know where that even began? Hunters, I'm I assuming. Well, I mean, I grew up a hunter, and oh, my God, you would never have a whisker on your horse, even between shows. It was just shave that off. I mean, my God, how dare you have facial hair on your horse? It ke you, you trim the jaw, the bridle path, they block the ears. You know, if you didn't trim the ears completely out, I never had a horse that would let me shove a clipper down his ear, but, <laughs> um, you I would at least block the hair. So it doesn't have a bunch sticking out and it just gives a neat, smart look. However, I, one point I realized First of all, okay, I'm trotting around in the arena. Can you really see my horse's whiskers? No, I'm cantering around. Do I think that the judge is focusing in? Maybe they can. Do I? 
I got to the point where as an inventor, I really thought, you know, I feel like these hairs are fairly important. You know, if you think about it, when your horse goes to eat out of a bucket, let's say just how easy this is. Your horse goes to eat out of a bucket and they put their nose into the bucket. They can jam their mouth on the bottom or they can feel the bucket as it gets closer by using their whiskers, drinking water, the well, whiskers, they are sensory things, you know? Yeah. They're, yeah. They're sensory hair. You That's wouldn't what they are. cut, cut the whiskers. Every off animal the cat. has them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, we all have them. I mean, everybody has them. So uh, they're just very important. And then I started thinking because you would also clip the hair around the eyes. And I thought how easy it would be to get an eye injury. If you clip that long hair off and they brush up against the wall, that hair, it saves their eye. Yeah, they go, Oh, protection. Yep. Yeah. And so, and bugs too. Yeah. Um, b- bugs and all this. And, and, and so I was reading some of the people that were arguing against this. Okay? okay. And it was like, Oh, you can't, um, the, the hair in the ears. And they're like, that's not sensory hair. So you can clip your horse's ears. Well, the hairs around the eyes. Yes. Those are sensory hairs. You can't clip those, uh, around. So you but still they are allowed taught. to clip the ears with this? You can clip the ears because they're not sensory hairs, but you cannot clip the hair around the eyeballs. And somebody was like, an organization was like, oh, you can't do that. We have to clip it because they get caught in the blinkers, in the blinkers for driving horses. Is that true? I I never, I think your blinkers are too close to the eyeballs. If that's the case, I've never had that problem with driving any of my horses. We don't, and believe me, I don't clip anything. So, (laughs) Well, that's what they actually ruled was, um, that's stupid because right. this is, that's not a problem. I wouldn't want that's the blinkers not a problem. that close, but yeah. I know, maybe I have mine too far out. I don't know. I don't know how it all works. I just yeah. figured I'd ask you. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad this. this is good. I, you know, yeah, yeah, I've done a couple of good things this year. Uh, I mean, so. it's it's not like in the grand scheme of things, there's a lot more things that we right. probably should worry about and ban before this, but you know, what the heck? It's good. <laughs> We're going to start someplace. Hey, you know, I haven't done a study show in a long time because I've tried to do them and every study is about COVID and it just wasn't fun. So um, I haven't done them. Now, I did find a study. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a question, Jamie, and everybody else out in the audience. Now, you put a bunch of horses together, okay? You put like a herd of horses out. Maybe there's 40 or 50. Who do you expect to be the fattest horse? If I put... 40 to 50 horses yeah. out. Who's, who's going to be, be the, the fatties? Who are going to be the fatties out there? Uh, you, you know, we're all fighting for food. We have a large gaggle of horses. Who's going to be the fat one? Um, the most dominant one usually, uh, and it would be a pony or a Mustang <laughs> or, or a something. Yeah, right. Uh, well, the, they spent a lot of money, the researchers at the University of Bristol in England, to figure this out and figure out who are the fattest horses in a herd. And big surprise, it's the dominant one. <laughs> So there oh, we yeah. go. Uh, social interactions between 203 horses and 42 different herds on continual turnout. The feeding trial was conducted to determine each herd's social structure by setting out individual buckets of feed and observing which horses displaced others to take their food. Scores were assigned based on how many herd mates a particular horse displaced and how often horses were displaced. Using that data, they did uh, did uh, obesity score rankings and all of that. Big surprise, the dominant one was was the fattest. I got to say, I actually 
Out in the pasture right now, I have Luna, who is a fatty mare who is an air fern. And then I put a thoroughbred mare out with her. And the thoroughbred mare chases her around off the feed. But the thoroughbred mare works so hard. I'm like, if you just stand still and just eat what's in front of you. But she's like trying to keep Luna away from all of the piles. You get nothing. <laughs> they are all mine. But she's wearing herself out, galloping around. I don't know. It's super weird. Well, speaking of eating, Scooter is doing great on his daily dose Carbuster feed that we get delivered from Chewy. Carbuster is a light feed made from Timothy Hay pellets as a base and added peas for extra goodness. And also sunflower seeds, flax meal seed, dried kelp, and prebiotic. Maybe I should have this with my current diet right now. Uh, (laughs) I think it's good for you. Yeah, dry kelp and prebiotics are in there too. You know the good stuff. And with an... And with an NSC value at a mere 7%, it's perfect for Scooter's pony metabolism. He's getting nutrition, I can't read today. He's getting the nutrients he needs without excess calories. And he looks really good. He looks better than he has in years. And those calories come from quality, non GMO. All their products are non GMO sources. Check it out at Daily Dose Equine, their full line of feeds today at dailydoseequine.com or head on over to chewy.com and place your Daily Dose Equine order. Uh, and I've, we've had several listeners now inquire about it and are getting this uh, particular product. It's Daily Dose Carb Buster Feed for the fatties out there. All right, I have a special surprise for you today. I thought, you know, instead of doing a health segment, which is kind of uh, just the day before Thanksgiving, who cares? So I thought we'd do something fun. And I went through YouTube this morning and looked up stand-up comics that did something on Thanksgiving. And I found one that so applies to you because he's talking oh, about God. Thanksgiving in the South. And I think you're just going to relate to this because I think you had these relatives. Because Jamie did grow up in Georgia, the heart of the South. And this guy's name's Larry Weaver. I had never heard of him before. He's Ken. Is he? Yeah? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should be. Take a listen to My this. My stepdad's this name's is, Larry. Let's see. Let's see. If I want to eat food that'll kill me, I'll just call up my family and have a potluck dinner. (laughs) That's a fine Southern tradition right there. And there's a reason why that word luck is in there, because you don't know what you're eating or who made it. You don't know if that hair in the casserole is human or animal. You just don't know. It's never healthy either. Only country people could take something like a green bean and turn it into junk food. My grandma's like, here's my world famous green bean casserole. It's green beans, sauteed in pork fat and butter, covered with Velveeta cheese, roasted marshmallows, and sprinkled on top of cornflakes. Like, ah. <laughs> that's a real thing. I'm like, Grandma, what's the matter? Could you deep fry it while you're at it? Like, that's not a bad idea. My mom would make that sweet tea, put it in the old milk jugs, put two, three cups of sugar in there. That tea's so sweet, it would choke a hummingbird. <laughs> count chocolate diabetes right there. Just bad food. Come on, man. How do you make a chocolate pie smell like cigarettes? I mean, how is that possible? <laughs> My Aunt Margaret could, man. I was like, mm. is, that, is that Marlboro Meringue? Just, just a touch of nicotine. Just do you right. Growing up, I never knew what a salad was, man. We'd have a whole table of salad, not a single lettuce leaf. It's like potato salad, chicken salad, bean salad, tuna salad, egg salad. Now let's look at egg salad for one second. The top ingredients are eggs and mayonnaise. 
Now, how do you call, call that a salad? That's like making a milkshake out of Skittles and calling it a fruit smoothie. <laughs> Lucas. I mean, who are you fooling? My family can eat, too. They take that flimsy paper plate, pile it up like it was their last meal, go down the gravy bowl, squish a hole in the top, and then cover the whole thing in gravy like a cholesterol volcano. And it always has that same blessing. They Lord, bless this food to the nourishment of our bodies. Now, I know the Lord works miracles, but you have got to meet him halfway. The Bible says your body is a temple, not a drive-thru. Jesus fed the multitude with five loaves and two fishes, not five Krispy Kremes and two Bojangles biscuits. Can I get an amen? Amen. All right. That was Larry Weaver. I got to tell you. I got to tell you. I'm just going to give you a a brief uh, thing from Thanksgiving in my house growing up. And I was explaining this to Abby the other day because it's going to be so nice to finally not have somebody in the house who's going to make fun of me for not eating turkey. Um, (laughs) The first Thanksgiving, I was like 10 years old. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. I don't, I'm I'm not going to eat turkey anymore. What do you mean you are not going to eat some turkey? Jamie, it is Thanksgiving. You will put this turkey on your plate and then you will put it in your mouth and you will like it because that is what we do on Thanksgiving is we eat turkey. Yeah, but. I don't, I'm gonna go. I'm vegetarian now. I don't eat. Who do you think you are? You come up here to the Lord's table and come up here and refuse what He has given and provided for you. This is your grandma. You, no, oh. this is my aunt. Oh, she sound a lot like your dad. I hope she sounded like your dad. <laughs> My grandma was the only one who would try tofurkey because like years later, I finally created some sort of tofurkey thing. And she was the only one who tried it. Bless her heart because my grandma was the sweetest thing in the world. But how dare you come up here and Jamie, get you some green beans while we're at it. Well, I can't have green beans because you cooked it with ham. Jamie, I cannot cook green beans without ham. And I'll tell you why, because that is the flavor that you get in the green beans that brings out the flavor a little ham never hurt nobody you put it on your plate young lady and you put some turkey right next to it we are not going to hear this anymore and yes i cook that stuff in inside the carcass which means you need to also eat it i can't eat it because it's inside she, the did carcass. she put oysters like, in it too did she put it's, oysters? It's in there no. I, I don't know because i never ate it because they pull i'm like you pulled that out of the chest cavity of a dead bird that does nothing for me i'm sorry to tell you jamie that is what we have you, you will have thanksgiving and yeah did you make I the, va- the little, mashed potatoes with lard that year too i used a little pork fat in <laughs> yeah. the mashed potatoes because that's what gives it flavor so you know when you're cooking thanksgiving and can i just stop and tell you my mother actually just said to me this very thing last week last week Jamie, uh, when you're going to go ahead and cook, what you do is you just reach on in your refrigerator there and you go to the top shelf and you go ahead and grab that little jar of uh, bacon grease that you keep, you know, when you cook bacon. <laughs> your you mother said this the... to you? I was like, who Does are you? Does she know who you are? <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you just tell me to grab the bacon grease that I've <laughs> saved in my refrigerator bacon and make put grease, it by into, the way. No. into meat? Like, what? <laughs> what is that? You take that little bit of bacon grease and you put that on a pan. Then you go ahead and saute all your vegetables and whatever you need to go ahead and cook as a vegetarian. (laughs) Because obviously you're not going to have any turkey or stuffing or mashed potatoes or green beans or anything that we put on this plate. Is the corn safe? Well, you know what? We went ahead and roasted the corn on the grill with the actual uh, meat uh, ribs from last week. So, yeah, no. 
I mean, it was, it's a nightmare. I'm so excited this Thanksgiving because I have told everybody who's coming, if they want to come, just bring something. I don't care what it is. Bring something. Don't tell me what it is. We're going to have a mishmash. We might have 12 desserts. I don't know, but that's what we're going to have. Has anybody offered to bring jello salad yet with oysters inside? No. Oysters and jello salad? Because my mother-in-law makes jello salad and she's always very offended that I won't eat the jello salad. (laughs) Because After watching those videos we talked about earlier in the show, I have never eaten jello salad. With she lettuce. puts like fruit in it. Well, and, fruit's okay. I, I've had and that. Then a, but, then a icing on top. But I'm uh, I don't like I'm just I'm so sorry. Thank you for that. I don't. She's like it's a vegetarian. I'm like, well, actually, it's not. Gelatin is made from animal. They do like, make jello not. that's not right. Uh, they make vegetarian jello now. If okay. somebody can find that for me, let me know. If if, if anything, like. it's probably at Trader Joe's or something. Yeah, it probably is. Whole Foods. Hey, I have Whole another. Foods. I have another something for you here. This oh, is another God. recording. Now, uh, this is probably not going to mean anything to people under forty, but uh, I picked it out because it involves a certain radio station in a certain Ohio city, and it is one of the classics for Thanksgiving. And you probably already know what it oh, is. Oh, you know what this is. <laughs> What a sight, ladies and gentlemen, what a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plummeting to the earth from only 2,000 feet into the air. Second to the third. There's no parachutes yet. WKRP in Cincinnati. Did you used to watch that? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And actually, that station moved down to Atlanta and became WSTR, which was the first station I worked at. Really? Was like, I was like, I work for Johnny Five and all of the uh, jump. What was his name? <laughs> the thing Johnny. is, people Johnny thought this was ridiculous, but it's actually what radio stations were like. Oh, yeah. Try to figure out a way <laughs> to get everybody talking, but not throw turkeys out of a helicopter because they can't fly. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> it still makes me laugh after all these years. Anyway, I, I couldn't go through today with you being an ex-radio person without playing that. <laughs> Tell us, right. uh, I talk about Equiderma here. Uh, This episode is also brought to you by our friends at Equiderma. Equiderma wound ointment is a must-have in your medicine cabinet. It visibly amplifies wound healing, stops proud flesh from developing, minimizes scarring, reduces pain, and keeps flies out of the wound. With You will find that with consistent use, you will see a noticeable progression of steady healing every day. Plus, it's a great treatment regimen for common skin rashes and sores. Find that in all Equiderma products at Equiderma.com. That's Equiderma.com.
Well, you know, today is going to be a day of more often just reading the headlines because that is the main thing that I want to just let. I feel like today the entire news story is sandwiched in the headlines. So it's not clickbait. You don't have to click on it because everything is up front. Uh, We are going to head to Indonesia, though, for this first one. And uh, Joshua Hut. Got along. (laughs) Who got along? Joshua, who got along, was working outside his home in Sumatra when something crashed through the roof of his house. He walked inside his house and it was a stone that was still warm. It turns out it was a meteorite, Glenn. A meteorite crashed through Joshua, who got along. His house. I'm glad he wasn't in the house if he was outside. <laughs> Jeez. Well, you know what? It would have been fine either way because he ended up cashing in. He sold the meteorite that crashed through his roof for over $1 million. Oh. Yeah. $1 million. He posted a video to Facebook showing where the metallic object crashed through his tin roof. And apparently it's a rare variety of meteorite, which I'm not a carbonaceous chondrite, uh, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he Everybody sold wants it one to of a, those. To a U.S. collector. So, yay. Wow. I want a meteorite come through my house now. <laughs> come on, calcium carbonate. <laughs> a couple of them. I, I don't care if you take chondrite. out the whole house as long as I'm not in it. Just come on down. <laughs> uh, we are going to. Oh, go ahead. Next one. This is in France. It's at an elementary school and keeping with, I'm just going to read the headlines In France, a pair of posters were put up outside of an elementary school saying school asked parents to stop throwing late students over the closed gate. <laughs> I saw this. <laughs> I can't imagine I being like, you know, I get in there. It's fine. Well, they, they shut had- the gates apparently when, when time yeah. is up and you have to be there, they shut the gate. So the, and apparently parents don't want to go through the hassle of going through the gate and getting reprimanded. So they just throw them over. They literally, principal uh, <laughs> said, parents literally threw their children over the gate when they arrived. Hold to on, Teddy. <laughs> You'll be fine. Shake it off. Tuck and roll. <laughs> Rub some dirt in it. Yeah. Um, yeah so um, Lucas went to a school that would lock the gate at a certain time. And if you were two minutes late, I mean, you were just SOL, but all you have to do is like go into the office and get a tardy slip. He was in pre-K. I'm pretty sure it's not going down on his permanent record. I think we're fine. So yeah. uh, Don't say how tall the gate was. Um, he said there was a few scattered incidents, no reported injuries, (laughs) but there were enough tossed children to inspire school officials to take action. Do you think the kids liked it, though, to be honest? Wouldn't Lucas love being thrown over the gate? Uh, what's on the other side? <laughs> oh, I don't know. Maybe there was a soft bush or something. I don't know. All right. We're going to go up to Jasper, Alberta. And um, there's a, you know, those signs on the side of the road that are uh, electronic and they'll, you know, warning ahead, left lane, close ahead. Don't drink and drive. Yeah. Those things you can change. Well, there's one in um, Canada. Can you, do you want to guess what a Canadian sign in Jasper, Alberta says? Please be nice. 
Everybody's already nice. Oh. But they're so nice that they had to put this warning. Do not let Moose lick your car. <laughs> Do not let Moose lick your they're car. They're probably going for the salt, right? I would. Um, yeah. So they've asked drivers to keep their vehicles a safe distance from the moose to make sure the animals don't get a taste of the road salt yeah. that inevitably ends up covering the sides of cars. And they are obsessed with the salt. Jasper National Park spokesman Steve Young told them they're obsessed with the salts. It's one of the things they need for minerals in their body. Like lean out some salt then. Yeah. <laughs> Give them a salt lick. <laughs> I guess they just don't want them in the middle of the road licking the salt off the road. Is that uh... Probably, yeah. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't think moose licking your car is going to benefit anybody, really. <laughs> kind of funny, though, when you think about it. Do you have another one? Yeah, I got two more, but oh. this one will be next one's quick. All right. You know, and if Florida, if you get a new puppy and you have a pond, don't just let your puppy oh, outside. This one hit international news. Oh, my gosh. Richard Wilbanks was outside his family's home uh, when he heard Gunner, the puppy they had recently adopted, crying out in distress. The Florida man jumps into the pond and rescues his puppy from the jaws of a hungry alligator that had grabbed the dog and carried him underwater. Would you do that? Um, it, I noticed it wasn't a very <laughs> big alligator, no, but still... No. <laughs> It wasn't that big, babe. Don't be a wuss. <laughs> did Did you notice he never lost a cigar the whole time? I did not watch the video. Are you serious? Oh, he, he had a cigar, a cigar in his mouth the whole time. Never lost a cigar. It was such a classic he Florida story. He never lost a cigar. <laughs> he never lost. He was on like Good Morning America the next day. I mean, oh yeah. my god, that's fantastic. All right, last and the one. dog is fine, by the way. Oh, yeah, the one puncture wound on the dog, but he says his hands got pretty messed up. <laughs> I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure. I, I would like to think I was that brave, but would you know the size of the alligator before you went into the pond? I don't know. Which dog is it? You know? <laughs> That's a like, good I point have too. five here. There's, there's one, one or two I might jump in, but the rest of them, you know what? You're this on your own. You end. caused your own issue. <laughs> you run in you there with the alligator and beat him on the head. You, you deserve it. Yeah. I'm just kidding, by the way. I love all my dogs. <laughs> I'd save them all from alligators. Keep your emails to yourself. All right. Finally, we are going. This one has really been uh, making the rounds. Poor Humphrey. Humphrey was a horse, a weanling, that was purchased sight unseen online. And um, Humphrey was purchased by a young 20-something man that lives in England. Okay. So we're going to go over to Southampton and, um, yeah, he didn't have a farm. So Humphrey, the foal was purchased for $250 and delivered to his home in Southampton. And for two days, Humphrey lived in the garage <laughs> and garden and actually, one, you know, the, they had those old pretty row houses made of stone. That's probably what it was like a thousand row houses in a row. Yeah. And, um, the, the seller, this is what confuses me is the buyer is like, I mean, he looks 22 years old and he's buying a full and they actually, the sellers delivered it to his house in his neighborhood. And the guy walked in the house like, great. We'll name him Humphrey. Come on in. I'm free. Let's go. And, uh, 
there is uh, some photos of Humphrey making quite quite the mess but apparently only a couple of days uh before somebody actually r- reported it and uh, he's now in a rescue but uh penny baker the world horse welfare field officer attended to the call and discovered humphrey was living not only in a completely unsuitable condition but he was actually quite unwell apparently online selling sites have been long used to sell equine and some have done much to encourage uh, buying and selling, but it's not very responsible. And she says that sellers, please be aware of who you're selling your horses to. I don't think they care. They just they don't them. care. They don't care. I wonder what he was going to do with it eventually. Yeah. They, they, aside from pictures, there's not a whole lot of information about the buyer, but there are some pretty good pictures, including uh, Humphrey lived in the garage and they have, like a mattress, like a futon mattress laying on the floor. Oh, yeah, because everybody, every pole needs one of those. Gotta have a yeah. futon mattress. <laughs> oh, God. Well, I'm going to end this show with a public service announcement on an email I got today from Dr. Kellen, who is a equine nutritionist for over 30 years. And this involves something that everybody has right now, and that's pumpkins. And she wanted everybody to know that most pumpkin or most horses enjoy pumpkin. It's both a healthful treat and it's safe, even for EMS and PPID horses. Uh, pumpkin pulp is a good source. This is the pulp now. Is a good source of vitamin A. Also, um, and that's what gives it its bright orange color. By the way, it came- Wait, what? What's the pulp? Is that's it the, the inside, squishy, the gross, yeah, the gr- uh, or the like the stuff you carve no, the, off the, the wall? Guts. Uh, the pumpkin pulp's the guts of the boat thing, uh, which okay. eventually becomes pumpkin that we eat. Uh, it also gives the bright color. It contains trace amounts of vitamin C, E, and B vitamins. Sugar and starch level in the pulp is less than 10%. Uh, when feeding a horse with insulin issues, include thin slices of the rind and feed mostly the stringy core with seeds. The rind can be fed to all horses, although they will instinctively go for the softer portions first. It's very low calorie because most of it's water. Protein and fat are also low. I didn't know all this. Uh, the fiber portion is very uh, prebiotic and is high in soluble fiber. It's said for senior horses and horses uh, have trouble chewing, uh, they said feed it uh Feed it in in feeds, just the pulp part, or go put it in a blender or food processor first. And they said you can also bake slices for fifteen to twenty minutes to soften the rind for older horses. I didn't know all this. Um, now, I love. I always do the pumpkin seeds, and I always bake the pumpkin seeds. But that or the pulpy, slimy stuff, it just. Well, ugh, this is like, what they don't say: know. don't put it in your horse's bucket by itself. Use a cup or two as a top dressing on their feed. How to make a homemade face mask from your leftover pumpkin pulp. And people are putting it on their face. (laughs) So this only applies. This is the most important part. This is where the public service announcement comes in, because I've seen people ask this question. It only applies to edible orange pumpkins. Do not feed ornament gourds, edible squashes, or anything like that. You want your orange pulp pumpkins. So there's my pumpkin... uh, Public service announcement. You want you year. want another public service? If your dog has diarrhea, give him a can of pumpkin. It helps firm it up. We actually give uh, a spoonful of canned pumpkin in every meal we give our doggies. We've oh. done that for years. Yep. Wow. Yep. So uh, so yeah. Our, our, I've got a so dog pickles that needs gets it. Canned pumpkin. 
All right. All right. Look there at that. Go. Hey, hang around, auditors. We'll talk for a minute or two. Not very long because we're both wanting to get to the holiday because uh, it is Friday, right? Oh, no. There's no, two it's Fridays Wednesday. this week. Two Fridays this week. We have two Fridays. I like that. See everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy. Bye, Mary Geld. I can eat tomorrow. Don't let the moose lick your car. Don't throw your baby over the gate. And we are out. So, did you catch the latest video that I posted of the World Equestrian Center? No. Oh, you have to check that out, Jamie. It's amazing. So, they definitely are, I can't talk much about it, but um, we it's not a secret. They definitely are putting a cross-country course that will be five-star. Oh, wow. You'll be able to hold five-star competitions in there. Uh, they are actually looking at laying it out now. Um, uh, but I went by again the other day. There must be a thousand workers. <laughs> it is just so, crazy. So in that world of like, uh, can they hold FEI sanctioned competitions like the five stars or does it have to be just the snaffle bit association? Well, no, I, I think that, I think that the, the, well, the only competition they would have in this area is not doing shows anymore. The uh, the club that did it here is said they're not doing shows anymore. So I don't think we're going to have a problem um, down here to hold a five star. Uh, and I think it'll happen. I mean, I, that's not like a what was it? The um, AH? It was a mileage rule, but that's J-A. mostly for jumpers and stuff. You know, that was a, a jumper thing. They're having their first show in two weeks now. Let me say, the place is not done. Uh, but the arenas are done. And I want you to watch this video just to see. They put the footing in. These are the most perfect arenas you're ever going to see. Uh, they're just perfect in every way. Uh, and they are having a Western show coming in in two weeks. So Jennifer and I are going to go over and check it out and take a bunch of pictures. Uh, the peanut rollers are coming in, unfortunately, in two weeks. But they're having shows of all kinds. It's just it is English. They're having all kinds of shows there. Um, so... You know, the first show will be in two weeks, but the first jumpers will come in in January. And apparently well, all the stalls are sold out. They have 2,000 stalls that are all sold out for this show. Well, they're all free, so... Yeah, they're all gone. They're free out. And even when they were, before they were free, they were mostly sold out. So I, he's not going to have a problem with that. And they, and I'm looking forward to it because they're going to bring full concerts, you know, f- concerts in and all kinds of stuff. So they're also awesome. going to make it a community place, which is going to be kind of neat for us too. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I also wanted to give a special thank you... Um, to Jessica Troop. I don't know if you saw my picture from yesterday. Oh, it's so cute. Uh, Jessica Troop, who I didn't know was an artist. She's a friend. She's a friend of ours, and also is an auditor down in Orlando. She's a sweetie, and she has a really nice husband and a cute little baby, um, who's not little anymore. Uh, and I got it, this package in the mail out of the clear blue. Didn't know about it, and we opened it up, and it said "fragile" on it and everything, and. It was this, if you didn't see it, please go to my personal page. You'll see it there. Uh, it was this picture, uh, 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 a drawing of Scooter with a little flower in his face, and it looks exactly like Scooter. It looked exactly like Scooter. I'm like, God, it's Scooter. Who did this? And she drew it herself. She apparently, during COVID, has taken up drawing and, and does it for, for to, to uh, reduce stress. And she does, it, she does it on her iPad. She has a drawing program on her iPad. Well, she also sent me a whole bunch of uh, cards that I can send out to people with Scooter on it. It's just Aww. the most adorable thing. And I wanted to thank Jess. Uh, she, it was just great. I mean, it's, and I asked her if she would do the Geld That Shit for our t-shirts and hats. Yeah. So she's doing the Geld That Shit drawing. She's working on it now. 
She's going to come Dollar up with a sign. Of, yeah, hashtag I know. Exclamation <laughs> point plus. I know. And so she's going to uh, send us a couple of ideas that we can take a look at. So I'll send those over to you when she's done. Love but it. It's so cute. I would also, you know what? I, you reminded me. I got <laughs> the door rang, the doorbell rang. <clears throat> I meant to do her, my daily Winnie, but I got distracted. Um, I got somebody was knocking on my door. And nobody knocks on my door. I'm in the back of this property. And, uh, they had a flower delivery and I was like, Chad, he was like, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> I got a flower delivery from Brenda Nellums and in the nick of time, which is Brenda adopted Nick, one of the horses, Aww. the thoroughbreds that I had here. And they sent me flowers and I'm going to have it as the centerpiece for my meal tomorrow. Cause it's like fall, super pretty. So I'll take a picture oh, of it. But Brenda, that's great. It is so nice. That's terrific. Thank you, Nick. I'm sure you had everything to do with it. Yeah. That's great. And Chad, you're obviously a loser. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I always tell him, I'm like, don't you waste your money getting me flowers. Let's buy something important, you know? But then like somebody sends me but flowers. But then you're like, like getting oh flowers. God, yeah. I love them. They're so pretty. We occasionally do when we go to the grocery store, bring flowers home. And it, uh, it is nice. <laughs> yeah. It really is yeah. nice. I know it's a waste of $12. I get it. And last a week, but it is nice. Uh, yeah, so thank you to Jess and everybody who really over the last six weeks ha- has reached out, sent us stuff, and uh, really, really did make it uh, make it more tolerable over the last six weeks. But I'm feeling better, and I hope uh, I hope to continue that and uh, that I can actually another week or two ride my bike again for the first time. That'll be fun. I'm hoping. I am hoping. But that's it for today. Thank you so much, everybody. We wish you a very happy holidays. Uh, Jamie and I and everybody here at Horse Radio Network want to thank you for your support. Uh, It really has helped all of us (laughs) over the last year. And thank you. Go out and buy some HRN stuff. Uh, for yourself, that does also help support the horse. Oh, you network. forgot to say there was one more drawing for the thing. Oh, yeah, I did say at the beginning of the show. Oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. I, I mentioned it, but uh, yeah, for auditors, there is another drawing. You have to get in today. It's Wednesday. Get in by tonight, or you're going to miss that. I think they had it's more people sign up than ever signed up before. I think it's like a well, hundred people signed. up. I signed up. Yeah, I mean, you, you did this year. Yeah. So, is there any pressure on the person that gets your name? I don't well, know. They should but know I a lot about like you, so it should be everybody easy to buy should from know somewhere. about yeah. me. Yeah, they did a post, kind of getting to know each other, and I was like, "This is great. I love reading this." But, but I kind of know the person that I got. Like, I kind of know who she is. Like, I know a little bit about her, so it'd be good. I did not sign up because you guys have gotten me way too much already in this whole sickness time. So <laughs> I did not sign up. Uh, but, you know, there might be some special surprises. We're going to do a couple trivia contests, too. And auditors, of course, will be able to sign up for that through the month of uh, December. And I'll come up with some prizes. But we're going to do some trivia, maybe some holiday trivia, some horsey trivia. Just have the shows be a little more fun here. And I'd like to not fun, but, you know, a little lighter in December. Uh, we all need a little light right now. So, Jamie, happy Thanksgiving to you and your potluck. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, the hair is probably human or could be cat uh, in the meals that are brought. I'm just saying it could be one or the other. It could be. <laughs> Check us. All right. 